with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Danny, I forgot to tell you that this is actually a live video feed from my website, so don't be picking your nose up. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You might get caught. (laughs) Hey, man, uh, I'm excited. I got my good friend Danny uh, Sanchez in studio. He's actually a pastor up in um, Northern California. He's the founder of the City Peace Project. It's a nonprofit ministry and volunteers as the lead chaplain for the city of San Jose Mayor's Gang Prevention Task Force in Silicon Valley. Legitness. Thanks, yeah. dude, for, for being on. I'm stoked that you uh, this actually got to happen because yeah. you were down here with your family chilling, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to be out here, man, and just be able to share about what's going on, you know, in our nation. You know, not yeah. just in San Jose, not just in L.A., in California, but all of our nation. You know, we know that there's a violence epidemic. Yeah. You know? so. Well, you know, just, just for the listeners, I want to um, give a little bit of credibility to you. You have a lot, but you actually – won or uh, received an award from Obama yeah. administration. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So um, I created a crisis response program yeah. um, for the city of San Jose, uh, faith-based. It's a chaplaincy. We, um, we help homicide victims' families. Um, we support them, you know, through their time of grief. Mm-hmm. We help them and, you know, with the, the cost of, you know, uh, we get some donations for the cost of funerals. We, we help them with food. We help them arrange a funeral. Everything's free. And we also have a program with our county hospital. It's a bedside intervention for those that are injured in youth violence. So 24 people were nominated and 12 were awarded um, White House Champion of Change for youth violence intervention. And um, by God's grace, I was one of the people that was awarded that. I remember because obviously I follow you. I remember seeing it on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I was like, what? This is legit. (laughs) You told me you're like, I'm going out, you know, flying out there. But um, it went down and – you are being effective in your city. It's interesting because we went up there uh, with the Whosoever's Movement to tour some high schools recently yeah. this last year. Mm-hmm. So we went to Silicon Valley, and then we, we even went out to the east side. And yeah. it, it changed. It's just like L.A., you know. Yeah. You got certain parts that are more, you know, richer. Then you got middle class, and you got then you got like, you know, uh, inner city stuff. And it's the same vibe even in Northern California as we were hopping around to the to the different yeah. schools. But um, we got to link up and, and definitely go to uh, schools all across that whole area. And what I noticed is um, the gospel works the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter yeah. what end of town you're in. Yep. You proclaim the gospel message and kids are running to Jesus. It's just the signs of the times yeah. that we're living in. That's why I wanted you on this radio show because I've never had someone um, come in and actually talk about someone that's involved with youth violence and actually working with the government and being a part to see what's really happening hands-on. I mean, I, we could talk about statistics and stuff all yeah. night, but you're there. You're like the, the true Jesus ministry right there in the, in the thick of it. So first of all, you know, for you to even get involved with this whole gang unit and, 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 and the inner city stuff, what um, were you involved with uh, gangs and stuff when you were younger? Yeah, I was a wannabe, you know. Yeah. Um, just, you know, like most kids, you know, like, they're you know they have this type of lifestyle like yeah i came from a broken home you know yep. dad was in and out of jail and prison and uh and my dad's awesome i love my dad but you know at that time he was having a hard time and my mom worked you know long hours and i had a lot of we live with our grandparents and i had a lot of free time you know and um you know i made a lot of bad choices and you know and i chose to be involved and hang out with people that were in 
in gangs, you right. know. And it ended me up. I ended up being, you know, you know, getting arrested, going to juvenile hall, and I had been stabbed eleven times. Um, Dang! Yeah, in one shot. Well, no, different times, but one oh of them was gosh. like maybe eight times. <laughs> I got jumped and and I got stabbed. Yeah, so multiple Damn. times. So, well, you know what's so interesting is uh, we just did this post on the Whosoever's Instagram the other day, and it says sixty three percent of youth suicides, ninety percent of homeless. And runaway youth, 85% of youth with behavior disorders, 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what's, heavy. You know what's crazy about that, Ryan, if you think about it? Because when you're a kid and, and all of us have this, we have dreams, right? Yeah. Like we, like you have these like people, like I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I wanted to be a doctor, a police officer. I wanted to be, um, you know, a fireman because I knew people in my community needed help, you know. But somewhere between like – you know, fifth and sixth grade, or even earlier, those dreams died mm-hmm. because of, of the area that I grew up in, you know, because of uh, the violence, you know, that was around me, you know, um, it, 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 my dreams died and, and I took a different path. But you know what? By God's grace and mercy, you know, he restored that. You well, know, how, well, how'd you get saved? Well, that's a, you know, I was, I was on probation and, um, I was about 29 years old, and uh, I've heard the gospel many times. My uncle, um, his name is Eddie Munoz, shout out to him. Um, he, he, he was praying for me. He's a pastor at Calvary San Jose mm-hmm. for like seven years. And I would just like, he would call me and pray for me, and I'd put the phone away from me like, dude, just kind of like, yeah. you know, your story, right? Yeah. You hear that? You're because I wanted, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to party, man. I wanted to yeah. do my thing. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what life was out without substance abuse, without alcohol abuse, and without, uh, you know, running, running wild, you know, fighting and all this stuff. And so, um, I found out that I had to get a, you know, um, like get tested because I couldn't drink or I couldn't do drugs, of course. Right. right. So I, um, I heard about something that, you know, you drink Arm and Hammer and it cleans your system fast, which doesn't work. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. So, um, or, Wait, and, Arm and Hammer, the, the cleaner. Yeah. So you get, I mixed it with water and, you know, it, it, was, it was all bad. But anyways, I started like puking yeah. and, it, and it, it looked like blood. And I think it was blood. And I'm like thinking I was shaking. Remember, I'd heard the gospel. Yeah. My, my, my family in our homes, we had like, you know, we're, you know, like we had a Bibles. We didn't really read it. My, both of my grandparents were believers. Um, and I knew, you know, I had my own version of Jesus, you know. And, um, and, I, and I said, you know, God, if you're... Um, I started, I started shaking, fell on my knees. I said, God, if you're real, if you're real, because I know I, I could die right now. Where am I going to go? Yeah. If you're real, I surrender my life to you. You know, I, 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 you're, you know like, I, I can't do this. And I fell on my knees and I was shaking. And I remember I called my uncle and he took me over to the church. And they had dorms there at the time at Calvary San Jose. And, mm-hmm. and I stayed there and got discipled. But, man, it was radical. You know, I did a, you know, you know like I, I was still... Ninety five percent, you know. I was hanging around with some friends still, but I wouldn't drink anymore. I stopped using drugs immediately. I was delivered. Yeah, right. Um, broke up with my girlfriend. Yeah. You know all that stuff. You know, and uh, and then the Lord just you know put me on a path, man, and just you know got the word and and uh, really really radically transformed my life. But you know, so how, how old were you at that point? I think I was twenty nine or twenty eight. Yeah. And then how long were you uh, getting discipled at Calvary Chapel, uh, San Jose? Uh, I was I was at Calvary for about nine years. Nine so years. I mean, I had uh, you know, 
you know, there's, there's a, a pastor named Jim Delore, you know, Pastor Eric over there. Those guys were just, you know, they would they would teach me how to memorize scripture. Yeah. It was it was awesome, man. You know, my Sick. uncle, you know, he would sit and do Bible studies with us, you know, and it was it was, you know, um, you know, our pastor was Mike McClure. You know, he mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, he he was he was newer there, and he was, you know, you know, every, he, he was going through books with you know with us there, and so it was yeah. really cool, you know, yeah, yeah. just to kind of be in a. It was a whole new world. Yeah, totally. you know, it was a whole new world for me. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Dude, I'm still tripping the fact that you got stabbed 11 times. Yeah. That's in that's that's like God's grace right there. Yeah. I flipped over in cars with drunk wow. drivers, you know, like I was in a car that flipped over nine times. What? And Dude, <laughs> the fire department told us the only reason our car didn't blow up because we were out of gas, you know, and people Oh my gosh. Try to, you know, just all that stuff, you know, and and I think it's you know, I I you know, I, I think about this stuff and I'm like, Lord, like, why did I have to go through this stuff? But this is what the, how the Lord made me have the heart to want to give back to the yeah. community. I know what, what a lot of people are dealing with and yep. especially kids that are involved in violence, right? You know, if you, if you get, if you sit down with some of these kids and just talk to them, mm-hmm. they have a heart, man. They, I mean, they're just, sometimes you can look at the tattoos or you can look at the, the outer appearance, man, but there's, there's a lot of love in there that just needs to be pulled out, right? And yep. it's just the Jesus model, spend time with them. Just 100%. like he spends time in his community. I mean, how, how far, I mean, I, I used to know this, but his public ministry, Jesus' public ministry, wasn't very far. You know what I mean? It, he didn't travel to, you know, well, he, outside of that area. For people that are listening that, that don't know even about Jesus' public yeah. ministry, you know, what, tell us a little bit about it and then relate it to what you're doing. Yeah, so, you know, Jesus, he was in the mix. You know what I mean? He was out there, you know, um, he was with the, the, the sinner, you know, and the people that were the drunkards and the prostitutes, he he was in it, but not of it. Yeah. But he was in there being a light. You know what I mean? And um, Jesus, you know, his style of, of 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 discipleship was just time. The most important, you know, like being thing, with people. Yeah, being with people, yeah. his disciples. And you know what's crazy is that if you think about this, um, the disciples, you know, like. During that time, like we, we look at them, you know, and, and, and we, we look at them like all oh, the, you know, St. Paul and all these guys, but, or not Paul, I mean, say, you know, St. Peter or John, but these guys were arguing with each other. You know, they weren't like, they weren't like these, these, these men and they still had issues as, you know, as, as, as they move forward. But you know what? God was with them, you know, and that's the powerful thing, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, you know, about Jesus' ministry. I mean, he didn't, he didn't leave that area. Let me let me make sure I say this right. But it, he didn't get on a plane and you know take off you know to the other side of the the world or anything like that. He he had a very localized type of ministry you know in Israel and you know and and in, in, in the, some surrounding areas. And he was look how effective it is today. You know what I mean? Look how yeah. effective for two thousand years it's still affecting people. You know, and when you read about it, like he would visit the temple here and there and he would mm-hmm. preach, you know, the gospel. And, and but the majority of the stories is he would be uh, he'd be in with the tax collectors, like you said, he would, you know, be feeding the 5000. He was out with all these people just by the, the lakeside, breaking bread inside yeah. the houses, um, just always just going after people that were going through hard times. Yeah. You know, the, the guys that were blind, people mm-hmm. with demon possession. Um, they, they were deaf, dumb, you know, uh, one guy was paralyzed. Uh, one guy had leprosy, the ch- a dying ch- girl, Jairus's daughter, uh, the, this girl that was bleeding for, for 12 years. Yeah. 
And it was just, and in the Gospel of John, I think at the very end, it says, you know, there wasn't enough room in the in the libraries of the world to write all the miracles that Jesus wow. did, but Isn't they just powerful? compiled those ones in the yeah. Gospels to show yeah. just like a highlight reel of what he really did. Yeah. I mean, his heart was for the broken. Yeah. And he wasn't religious. He wasn't rolling around. I was just talking to someone the other day because we were talking about like, you know, uh, th- like there was this one pastor named Dollar. He was needed like $65 million for like a jet. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my friends that is an atheist. Mm-hmm. And he needed $65 million to get by a new jet. And he already had another jet paid off. And, mm-hmm. and I go, dude, when you read about Jesus, and he, he only had a donkey at one point, yeah. And he borrowed it yeah. to go into Jerusalem to reveal, reveal that he was the son of God but, um, and the Messiah to the world. But besides that, he was with these ordinary men, these disciples, mm-hmm. that were fighting, yeah. that didn't have all this faith, that were just rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And he was with them walking from city to city. Yeah. You know? you know, one of the most powerful, like, portions of Scripture is, you know, after Jesus, the longest recorded sermon is the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. of Jesus. And when he comes down the hill, there's a there's a, um, a leper. And the leper says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Yeah. So powerful because it's just like he says, I am willing. Be clean. And he touched him. And, and that, that is the power of the word, the living word. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. where, like, like, when I think about what that, you know, like he came down from this great, there's, there's so many people listening to him speak, and this one man risking everything, you know, because he couldn't he couldn't be near anyone else because he yeah. was a leper. Mm-hmm. He came out there like, you know, I'm willing to give it. I believe that Jesus can, if he's willing, he can make me clean. And his disciples learned the same thing, you know. If you look at Acts chapter three, you know the the man that was uh, paralyzed mm-hmm. by the, the beautiful gate. Yep. Same thing, silver and gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk, and just reaching out his hand. So, you know, a, a part of, you know, the word is, is being a part of connecting with people. And I think that's that's the power in, um, in ministry, I think, you know. Do you, do you, I love having these conversations with you because I feel like, I mean, because we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. It's, how many years has it been? Like, I think it's eight. Six, eight? It's, well, it's been a long time because yeah, I've been safe for 10 years. Probably met you two years after. Yeah. But we've been come, we've, we're actually good friends. So it's, and I love it because our ministry is, Similar, we're, yeah. we're in the streets yeah. trying to do the Jesus ministry, yeah. but I mean, it seems like so many uh, people could get caught up in like programs. Yeah. And we're going to do this and do that and bring everyone here when it's as simple. The, the The ministry, the Jesus ministry, is so simple. Yeah, it's just go out and love on people, mm-hmm. and it's not about big massive crowds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool, yeah, if you're yeah. in front of a big massive yeah. crowd. Jesus did have the big massive crowd yeah. in the desert, but it's not like you have to do this big fireworks show to bring all these people together. Yeah, you can literally. One on one ministry. A lot of the stuff that I do, it's you know, as far as like ministry goes, mm-hmm. is it's just one on one going out and catching lunch with someone yeah. and or dinner or maybe going to a concert and hanging out or finding people backstage or side stage in the parking lot. Yeah. It's really one on one ministry. And yeah. that's when you read about Jesus, that's what he did with his disciples. All these interactions that he had with people, all these stories that we're talking about, these highlight reels, yeah. they're all one on one stories basically. Yeah. Yeah. With with one with one person that they're that that he's talking to, the but majority they, of them. You know what? And and you think about the, the Acts chapter three, right? Mm-hmm. You know that one man when when they saw people knew that he was the guy that was sitting by the gate. Yeah, it was called beautiful. Yeah, it gave Peter the opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah, and I think thousands of people got saved. You yep. know what I mean? In chapter four. Yeah, and and you don't we don't know the impact of the one person that you nope. talk to. You know what I mean? The one person that's hearing that message, how they can impact the world. Or just the domino effect, just going out, you know, 
the people that shared with me, you know. Well, look, yeah, look at you, for instance. You got saved, right? Yeah. Someone shared with you, you got saved. And now, which we're going to go now, I want to take the rest of the show into kind of what, you, what you've been doing. But now God's using you to impact some of the, I don't want to, how do I say this? You are infecting this young generation and they are in a very, very dark place because yeah. the situation not by choice. Some are making bad choices, yeah. but it's the environment that they're growing up yeah. in and a lot of this inner city stuff. I mean, we were talking about what's going on in, in Chicago yeah. right now. I mean, what, what would you say? What's, what's happening exactly in Chicago? You said there's more suits. Uh, yeah. So I think, they, I, I mean, I don't quote me, but yeah. I don't, you know, the exact number, but there was more homicides, I think over a weekend in Chicago than it was in the city of San Jose that we've had in a year. You know, there was, I think there was over 30, you know, in one weekend, in one, I think it was one weekend. It's yeah. like crazy, yeah, crazy town out there. Yeah, and it's and it's. But like, here you are, God's using you to reach, and I've seen the impact because I went to San Jose yeah. and I've met the posse and the kids that you've been yeah. hanging out with. Yeah, and these are kids that were going in a, the wrong path, and by God's grace, God has used you to have that one-on-one ministry, yeah. talk to them, break bread with them, hang out with them at school, and now they're, you're getting them Bibles, they're going to church, they're getting discipled, and yeah. their lives are transforming. Yeah, and it's by their own choice. You don't force anything on anybody, yeah. you know. Um, I just, I, I, I'm there, you know, I'm present, you know, and, um, you know, and one thing that, you know, the Lord showed me was that it's not only the, you know, the, the people that are making the bad choices, mm-hmm. But when they make bad choices, right, you know, to be involved in a gang, to hurt someone, you know, shoot at someone or something, it affects the whole community. Yeah. And so imagine, you know, you're a little kid and you're looking out your window and you see somebody bleeding on the floor. You, 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 you see somebody getting beat up. How does that affect the trauma affect you? How, what does that make you, you know, you feel like you have to protect yourself. You feel worried. You know, you know, even some of the kids, they'll, they'll say things like, you know, like, I don't even care if I graduate, you know, because I, I might not make it. They have death is always in the back of their mind. That's, I live in the Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is, you know, half hour to 40 minutes from Google, Apple, Netflix. You can drive in all these different, these tech companies you hear about. They're all, they're all around yes. us. But sometimes it seems like some of these neighborhoods couldn't be further from them. There's a gap, you know, and it's. I try to connect that gap, you know. I work with these I work with some of these companies and I get tours for these at risk youth so that they can experience something, you know, outside of their current circumstance, you know yeah. what I mean? Like let them know there's more out there. Yeah, and that they can be a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um take them to Google for tours, you know, um you know, engineers um will give us a tour, you know, um Apple, a recruiter gives us a tour and um the CEO and the COO of VMware come and talk to our kids. So we got everybody out there. Dude, you know, that's sick. Yeah, and the, the stories are powerful. You know, well, let's um, let's, let's talk about some stories about um, just you know basically what it looks like in a day in life with what you're doing in the community. So you know, um, I have there's two sides. You know, there's there's a side where I'm a crisis responder where it's hard. You know, um, where you know, I'm, I'm working with a homicide victim's family or somebody at the hospital, and they're dealing with loss and grief. And, and we go there, and that's, you know, I, I pray I never get called. I pray that that ministry never gets activated because when that ministry gets activated, that means something happened to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. brutal. And um, 
I try, you know, like that, that it's, it's a harder part for me, but I think that God, God called me into that ministry a long time ago. You know, I, I volunteered as a chaplain at the hospital. I just have a heart for people that are dealing with that, you know, and, um, that's a, that's a part of it, you know, with our hospital based intervention, I'll get called a couple of times a month to talk with somebody that got stabbed, shot, beat up. And you know, what's crazy. Our, our, our superintendent for the gang task force in San Jose, he says, you know, we have like a, we have like a, um, you know, a, a short amount of time to talk to these kids, right? You know, if they get stabbed or shot. One time a kid told me, man, it almost hit a, you know, a vital organ. Right. And I said, man, you know what? Thank God you're alive. You know what? You you have another day. This is the fork in the road for you. Which way are you going to choose? Which yep. way are you going to go? And, um, you know, because sometimes if you don't reach them, guess what happens? Dude, I'm 187 proof. You can't kill me. I've oh, been yeah. shot. I've been stabbed. You, yep. you know, and... They think they're invincible. Yeah. And sadly, we've had it happen where, you know, the next year or even the next couple of months, that same individual is no longer with us. They passed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, I, I, you know, I really have a heart to do that. And, but 80% of my time is working with kids, you know, in the community. I work, I work with some public high schools and I do mentoring groups and I do um, conflict, you know, resolution and Mediation. So, so you're actually able to go in there because you work for the government. So how do you talk about God or how does it all work? Well, so after there's a few different ways, right? So okay. I don't. So when I'm working with the the government yep. portion with the you know Department of Justice, when, yep. which I've done some trainings before in the past, yep. um, um, that's kind of outside this. That's a network of faith leaders, you know, throughout the um, United States, you know, sharing ideas yeah then i work with the mayor's gang prevention task force that's responding as a as as, as a as a crisis as a chaplain yeah to violence when i'm at a school that's under the city peace project so right. the city okay. peace project basically is you know we have a program that that works with with kids that are that are that are you know having difficulty in school you know what i mean um behavioral issues and things like that and, you know some of them just need some support you know just there's there's many different things um you know some some kids um just need you know somebody to coach them, so we go in there. We have we have a, a curriculum that helps them to kind of grow, you know, and like kind of life skill curriculum yeah. to work with them. And and I do conflict resolution. You know, there's a lot of you know it's crazy how much stuff happens over social media drama. Oh, you posted that? Was that about me? You know what I mean? Really? So we do. I, mean, I like, believe it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I mean, you know how? I mean, I can't even count. I, I'm going to start recording, but. Um, there's so many fights that are stopped just by getting two people in front of each other and saying, I didn't mean that. I didn't say that, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. okay, but they told me who are they? You know what I mean? It's yeah. always the day out there and it's crazy, man. Um, so, you know, um, that's a part of what I do, you know, working with the kids at school, just trying to keep, you know, just keep the 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 some of the schools safe. Now, has it has it been successful? I mean, do you guys have uh, statistics or, or? We 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 do have data. You know, yeah. we are seeing some of the areas where there's, uh, um, you know, we because we because we want evidence base, right? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I know that's why you won the award, but t- tell us a, bit, a little bit about the data. Yeah. So, like, you know, a lot of the kids. And if you just tuned in, uh, Danny Sanchez won an award from the Obama administration for uh, what he's doing in the community. So yeah. this is the, the real deal here. So so basically, you know, a lot of it is communication, you know, understanding what, you know, like comprehending what uh, is being said to them, you know, like, yeah. and uh, we, we, we notice it's like, you know, with teachers or with administrative staff at school, sometimes like if, 
if they don't understand what they're doing, their work, you know, they're doing, or if they are having um, a problem, you know, taking in what the teacher's saying, you know, some of the kids get upset, you know, and they, they, they act out on it. You know what I mean? Like, um, they don't want to be called out because they don't know the answer and they don't want to look stupid, you know, just things like that. It's mm-hmm. just, and so, um, you know, that's one of our biggest thing. And I, I wish I had my little spreadsheet, yeah, you know, yeah, but, but uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of it is, you know, um, comprehension, mm-hmm. you know, of the work that they're getting and, and, and communicating with adults. It's a big problem with that. So it's frustrating. I remember that, man. I mean, I wasn't a very academic kid. I just I was horrible. Yeah. Dude, I don't even like I came home from from my sixth grade from where? Sixth grade, you know, from oh, yeah, six yeah. like the the end of sixth grade yeah. right going into seventh grade. Yeah. With a all Fs, right? But I passed to seventh grade. I'm like, Mom, take me out to eat, you know, take me and buy me something. I just went, you know what I mean? I passed. And she looked at me like, dude, you got all Fs. And it just, you know, that was my life. You know, I, I, I didn't really. I was D's, D's, C's, D's, and F's. Yeah. But the F's with the right pin, big pin, you could turn it into a B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about that. But, you know, like, you know, so um, that, that, you know, that was, that was a thing. I think when, you know, like if you can't, if you can't understand and you can't move, it's frustrating. I remember how I, I didn't want to go to school. I mean, when you had lower grades, you're just like. Any way to get out of class. Dude, I was in all the special ed classes. Yeah, me too. I was, yeah. And then that's not even, I mean, you go and you're, you know, you're in a special ed class. It's just, yeah, it's just a bunk situation for people that stink at studying. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The thing is that, that you know, I, and, and I, and I talk to students and sometimes it's just like, you know, just being there and supporting them like, Hey man, you, you're at this grade right now. What would it take for you to get here? I know you can do it. Yeah. And you know what, man? Just like just having that one-on-one with them, and some kids you'll see them, man. There's there's a young man that I was working with last year. He he, he graduated um, this year. Proud of him, John Sanchez. Sick. Um, and uh, he, you know, he was he was you know like he was behind. But I saw the day it flipped in his head. You know when he said, you know what, I'm gonna focus on school, and I'm not gonna mess around anymore. And he did it. He ended up graduating. Walk, I watched him walk across stage, and, you know, I'm just, like, so proud of him. Yeah. But, you know, he had other problems, and, you know, in school and, you know, outside of school and things like that. And just like a lot of us do, you know what yeah. I mean? But you know what? The thing is, you know, kids are resilient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's not a kid. He's a young man. But, you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's resiliency. And, and, and I think it's just sometimes a, a caring, you know, adult to be there as a support. You know, it's... You know, teachers have a very hard job. You know, they they're 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 teaching students, right? And they, um, you know, there's probably thirty students per class, and you know, it's 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 sometimes hard to give one student individual care, but they're yes. doing their best. You know what I mean? And I commend them for the work they do. You know, because um, somebody like me, I was in class making noise and all that stuff. You know, just <laughs> who you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, because I was, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel stupid. I don't yeah. want to look stupid. So you know, a lot of my own, the things that I went through personally, yeah. I'm able to implement into the ministry. You know, and, yeah. and, and into the into the work, because you know, like I, you know, I, I do work with you know kids. And, and I work with neighborhoods. And I work with skate parks. I do skate contests That's and all right, stuff. That's right. You do skate contests too. And you know, there's always an opportunity to share. You know about the love of God. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, and how do you see the? We have like two minutes before the break, but how do you see the um, the response to the to the gospel with, with with these kids? Are they 
cold do it? Does it take a little while for them to warm up to it, or are they they pretty open, but they and they want to learn more? It's crazy because a lot of them ask me. Oh, they're, just know, asking yeah, me they're asking me about it. They ask questions about it. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, um, when I'm on the school pro- when I'm on the school grounds, you yeah. know what I mean. There's a separation of church and state. You know, yeah. at school. You know, and I'm there to do a job, and my job is to do mentoring and do these other activities. But you know, um, they ask me questions like, you know, hey, well, let's let's talk then after school, or let's go talk and um, uh, about my faith because when I started this, I was still pastoring, mm-hmm. so. When I was introduced, I was introduced as Pastor Danny. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm an ordained, ordained pastor, yeah. but, you know, I'm not pastoring a church now. And so part of it is just like they, they know me as a pastor and they, have, they always have questions or they think I'm a priest. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> and, and a lot of them know. Well, yeah, because God. a lot of people grew up in, in uh, Catholicism. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So it's so, it's so funny that how people kind of look at um, – I was, I was asked today by a friend – Hey, uh, are, you, are you allowed to go to metal concerts anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know people think you're like I'm like, I'm like a lot of my friends are actually in metal bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all kinds of different bands. Well, hey, we're we're gonna be going to break here in a minute. Uh, I have Danny Sanchez in studio. He's uh, the founder of City Peace Project. It's a nonprofit ministry. He volunteers and he's a lead chaplain for the city of San Jose. It's with the Mayor's Gang Prevention Task Force, Silicon Valley. Sick. And if you aren't aware, I run the Whosoever's Movement, and we are touring high schools. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that when we get back from the break. We'll see you guys in two minutes. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! I'm going to get you on air saying it. So we're going to come back to Northern California and tour the schools. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, it's recorded. Whosoever. It's, right? it's syndicated. Yeah. It's, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy. I'm going to paste this. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, hey, we had such an amazing time uh, last time up there. for. We were up there for a week. Yeah. And we, we barely broke into the east side. Yeah. We need to hit all – dude, I would love to just go – to the east side, yeah. and, and you still talk to Bethany too. Up yeah, there Bethany. Too? Yeah, she's. I mean, she's she's uh, hitting some new schools this year See? and doing a great job out there. We got it. We got to do it. And then you got some schools too. Yeah. And you, you even go to um, uh, some of the um, uh, continuation schools as well. Continuation right? schools. Yeah. See, I ended Hall. up in a continuation school. Yeah. Until I got kicked out. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's uh, it's definitely worth it. But you know, as I was saying right before the break, you know, with the Whosoever's movement, we do tour the high school system. Um, we, we are, uh, we've opened it up now nationwide. We, we hit Canada, Mexico city last year. Now we're, uh, working on, uh, central and South America. Um, we've actually met with the Gideons. I spoke at the Gideons conference out mm-hmm. in the East coast, uh, in Toronto, like last week. So we're working on, on touring the, the whole central America and South America with the Gideons because they're cool. in all the school system out there. That's awesome. And then, um, we're going to Australia and then we want to continue to, to hit our soil, uh, the United States of America, you know, from the East Coast to the West Coast, and yeah. definitely love to go back up and meet up with you guys too. So yeah. we went to 59 schools last year. Wow, um, we were in front of uh, 19,000 students, and we gave away after we do like an altar call, have everyone come forward. 
Uh, we ended up giving away 15,000 Bibles, wow. uh, the Gideon's Gospel of John mm-hmm. books. So basically we had uh, a response of 15,000 students giving their life to the Lord out of 19,000 students showing up. Wow. So uh, we want to continue that. We want to hit 150,000. Oh, I mean, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> we want to hit 150 schools. God gave schools. you a number. God gave you a number. Right we want to hit 150 <laughs> schools this year. Yeah. We want to triple. Yeah. That would be sick. So we're like, yeah. God, hey, you know what? Uh, it's, it looks impossible yeah. to do, but with God, all things are possible. Yep. We yeah. want to reach. We want to reach this generation because yeah. as we were talking about, you know, the statistics and everything that's going on, and as we continue to talk about your story, yeah. um, the harvest is ripe. What yeah. you say? I mean, you just said kids are even talking to you and asking yeah, you. Yeah, they ask me all the time. You know what I mean? And they, you know, it's a funny story. You know, um, it, it's not funny. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's the way they said it to me was these, these kids were peeling out in a car, right? Up, up, up on a hill, right? Yeah. Took dad's car, peeling out, right? And they ended up driving off the hill. I mean, yeah, and they slid about, I, I don't know what they said, about 20 feet, and a tree stopped them. And they were like, when, when I took them to lunch, we were talking, they're like, Pastor, you blessed us. I don't think they knew how to communicate what to say to me. <laughs> like, you talked to us about, you know, we, we, we asked you about God, you talked to us about God. And, and I was like, what? I, don't, I didn't really, like, yeah, what, yeah. so they're all, yeah, when, we, when the car got stopped by the tree, we were like, Thank you, Jesus. Thank no. you, God. You know, and, and um, you know that that was the right moment, you know, yeah. to share the gospel. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, yeah, uh, you know, you know anyone that that asks and you know, and when we when we share the gospel with them, we get them a Bible with their name on it. You know. Oh, sick. And, yeah. So we get it imprinted. Well, I did. You showed me a picture. There was a. You told me a story. There was this girl, and I forgot her story, but you ended up getting her a brand new Bible. Yeah. And Every she, she took a photo one. or posted yeah, it or something. Yeah. So every student, you know, there's, you know, students that are dealing with trauma from bullying. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. You know what? Um, Because, you know, what's crazy about that is this, you know, this, this, this girl, she, I was talking to her. She was, she was shaking and she was outside and I said, hey, are you okay? And she says, I just saw somebody, you know, who used to bully me a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Look at the impact years. Yeah, and 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 she goes. These these people used to tell me, you know, why don't you just end it? They even threw a rope at her before. Why don't you end it? This and this is through social media. No, this is in person. Oh, in person. Yeah, she said it happened when she was in junior high. Wow. And you know, and and we were talking, and uh, and and I asked her, hey, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. And 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 she said, look, at I'm not shaking anymore. And then I asked her if she wanted to accept Christ, and she said yes. <laughs> Holy Spirit showing yeah, up. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, man, the harvest is ripe with these, with this, this next generation, yeah. these Gen Z kids. You know, because yeah, you know what? Like a lot of what's out there, and I'm hearing the kids talk and stuff, and you know, a lot of what's out there is like, you know, that people are taking prescription prescription medication, yeah, like Xanax and stuff. It's very depressing, and the music's depressing, and about death, and you know, it's just, it's, it's. Imagine the toll it's taking on your brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. uh um, you know, you hear about that a lot. You know, people, have, I forgot what those drinks are, Scissor or whatever. They mix the. Oh, the, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to actually give the prescription. Yeah. Don't get I'm, the not, prescription. I'm not going to give it out over the air, yeah. but it's the, the, Zer, the Zerup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then. The purple drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Xanax and. Yeah. And people are mixing this stuff. And, you know, there's people that have, have, have died, you know, kids that, yeah. you know, were in our community that, you know, had too much. And I don't think people understand the effect that has on your body, your brain. Yep. And it's life and death, you know. And um, I, want, I want to add something yeah. to, to what you're saying because I just met with the, um, I met with the uh, 
Orange County Sheriff uh, for lunch a couple days ago. Not the main sheriff, but mm-hmm. a sheriff at the main office. Mm-hmm. Um, that's he works with all the youth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually I'm on my show probably in a couple weeks or something. But basically, he was telling me about the the weed, the weed problem. You know, it's yeah. like everyone's like it's legal, yeah. it's good for you, yeah. and everyone's legalizing it across America. He said, "What's going on is you know, there's all this mental illness going yeah. on." He said that the weed that we used to smoke back on the, you know, when we were younger, like in the say the nineties, yeah. uh, the leaf that you, the bud or whatever you would smoke would be like eight percent THC. Yeah. He said that the leaf now that you would smoke the bud is average at thirty percent, wow. so it's over triple. But he said the stuff that everyone's smoking, the vaporizing and the the oils and and all the other stuff, he says is eighty percent. Wow. So think about this. He says the leading cause for what's going on with mental illness, because you know the brain is fully developing until they're like you're like twenty two or twenty five. Yeah, twenty two to twenty five years old. The, yeah. the, the um, front lobe. Yeah, yeah, that that whole thing. He says because the THC is so strong at eighty percent that these kids are smoking it that they're becoming schizophrenic. Wow. Yeah, and this is like the this is the epidemic that that the law and the government already know about. And they're encountering this stuff, but the mainstream, it hasn't hit the mainstream yeah. yet. So this whole hype, like, yeah, it's legal and it's yeah. all good and get your prescription. It is turning. We are having a gener- a huge generation of mental illness, yeah. schizophrenia. Yeah. Crazy. You, you know what, what the kids, they'll tell me, some of the kids will be like, well, it's legal. I'm all, is it legal for you? You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you have a prescription? They're like, no, but it's legal now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think they get, and I tell them, I no. say, you know what, like, it, you, do you think it's just... Like you said, it's not just some plant anymore. There's all these chemicals in it. You know what I mean? And dude, and, they they made it a high grade yeah. to eighty. It, yeah. it was it was basically God the way God designed it originally. You know, I'm not saying God designed you to smoke it. Just to be clear, because <laughs> we, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We yeah. don't want to be intoxicated yeah. with wine or we want to be sober. Yeah, we want to be sober minded. The Scripture talks about. But basically, what I'm saying is that it was originally designed at at eight percent yeah and now you've made it at 80 percent i mean it's this yeah. is like crazy yeah and it's like and you think it's not affecting the way you think you know and, and some people tell me well it helps me to do my homework it helps me to focus and i said well if you need an outside substance to help you focus or help you to do something there's a problem yeah you know what i mean yeah we should be able to function naturally the yeah. way that god made us you know yeah. exactly. so you know it, it, and it's, it's it's hard man it's it's hard because you know there's there's a way to justify anything you know to anything you're doing you know so and I, but I think the important thing is having the conversations not arguments but just conversations yeah. and, and when you like w- 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 the one thing you know that's that that I love to do is I'm able to be present with people and, and listen to what they're saying and then also respond you know and you know I don't know everything but yeah. I, I share what I do know you know and uh, um, I think you know. We, like like we've seen kids graduating, we've seen kids get back in school. We, we kids getting out of gangs, getting their tattoos removed. You know, we're seeing successes. It's taking time. You know what I mean? Time to get to know the community, time to be in the mix, time to be with them. But we're seeing, the, you know, the 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 power, you know, of of love of the of of, of Christ. You know what I mean? And, but is it? But isn't that the Jesus ministry? It's uh, the Jesus ministry. It's it's messy. Yeah. It's 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 rubbing elbows yeah. side yeah. by side. It's being there. Yeah. It's it's walking with them. Yeah. I mean, Peter. I mean, think about what Jesus told Peter: "Get behind me, Satan." Yeah. You know, when when he came at him at that one time, and then Peter denies him. Yeah. I never knew him. He, he denies yeah. him three times. Yeah. I mean, and and then he ran. He repented. He came back, and then God used him. 
big time after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But my point is like the minute my point is the the ministry is 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 messy. It is. It's it's just walking side by side, and it's not like you know. I, I feel like a lot of people they try to witness. They feel like if if it's a non Christian, they got to witness to them. They got to you know ask them they want to accept the Lord. They got to close the deal yeah. right there yeah. on the spot. Yeah, it's it's not like that. Yeah. It's conversations and, and hours and and hanging out and. Yeah. And building that bridge for trust to even go into a real conversation yeah. where you could even have that. Yeah, because you don't know what happened to that person. They they could have got hurt at a church. Their parents mm-hmm. could have got hurt at a church. You know, we don't know um, what what their life situations are, what they grew up learning. You know, we can't mm-hmm. you can't just come in and you know. And I'm and I'm not you know there there there's there's a ministry for that, and there are times when when that's effective. Yeah. And, and God bless, you know, yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, you know, we it's listening and you get to knowing the per, getting to know the person and and loving them. And that's mm-hmm. what I think. It's not always you don't always have to close the deal. Yeah, there are. There's yeah. crusades. We I mean, we go into high schools. We do these events. Yeah. But but like, again, like I said, the majority of the ministry that we do. Yeah. It's one on one hanging out yeah. with different people. And that's and and again, like for me personally, hours and yeah. Hours. And that's for, like for me, that's that's effective. Just hanging out, breaking bread, mm-hmm. you know. Um, giving the one thing that that I see that's powerful, like you know, new experiences for for the kids. You know, yeah. we're, you know, taking the kids uh, on tours, um, you know, to tech companies. That's you know, dope. Taking kids, you know, on tours of the police department. One of, uh, um, one of the, I think, assistant chief of police in San Jose gives us a tour because we want to put a face behind the badge because when these kids are on the street and a police officer drives by, they're like, you know, forget that guy. Uh-huh. I yeah. can't stand them. Why are they over here? You know? And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, he was a captain at the time and, you know, these kids were saying, I, I can't stand police. I hate them. I said, what about Captain Mata? Well, he's different. Well, oh yeah. You know why he's different? Because you know him. Yeah. You spent time with them. You talked to him. He shared, yeah. he shared a story with you. Yeah. I said, everyone has a story. You know, you, you, we, we, and this is what divides people like gangs, uh, you know, and like all this stuff is like, we assume what type of people they are. Like yeah. all, all, all police are stereotype, all police are this way. You know, those people that come from here, that live in that neighborhood, they're, you know what I mean? We build these walls, you know, we need to tear them down and just get to know one another. You know, I, I've talked to rival gang members and they're like the same people. You know what I mean? They're the same, you know, in San Jose, it's, it's a lot of Latino gangs, right? And, you know, they're the same background you know what i mean and 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 you know just you know talking with them and and getting to know them and and seeing you know not just you know what they're what they've done in the past but 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 the potential they have to do in the future you know what i mean that's why i like taking the tech companies because you know um an engineer once told me he said uh there's three you know three things that are important for a startup right for you know creating a startup Mm -hmm. he said engineer coder and hustler I said, bro, I got a ton of hustlers for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, a lot of these these these, uh, these guys are you know they're 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 gifted. You know, they're all gifted. Everyone's gifted in some way. I believe that, that we have a cause in us that you know God's planted in our heart. Or that purpose. That yeah. purpose, yeah. And and you know what? And I think that sometimes you know we, we can go astray. You know what I mean? But I think if we help to cultivate that, like me, in my mind, I was thinking like you know, a doctor police officer but i'm still able to help people you know what i mean i'm there with them in time of grief i'm there with them to talk with them through you know how many how many uh, the students come and talk it's to me one about of the most crucial the times I yeah mean, the, i mean the decisions that are being made at that age as you're meeting with the students that's that's a that could shift the whole direction yeah. of their life 
for in even even with the other program that you're working with, the first responders. Yeah. When there's like a suicide or a, a homicide, a homicide yeah. or whatever it is, and you're there, the first responder with the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of emotions going on. If there was a homicide, you know, a murder or whatever, you know, there's 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 retaliation. Yep. There's I mean, you're preventing from retaliation and and even the the loss of of a family member. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on at those times. Yeah, and you know what? I think it, it you know being present in that moment, you know, like just you know what? I'm I'm here to listen. I'm here just to get, you know, help you with, with whatever you need and you know um it it is it is it is powerful. It's hard. And I, I it's it's never it never gets easy going to a door, you know, talking to somebody on the phone, calling somebody that doesn't know they just lost a loved one and I'm, I have to pray, "Lord God, please Give me the words to say. Yeah. And I'm right now as I'm saying this stuff, man, I'm picturing these families, the pictures of their kids, 17, 15, you know, and, you know, even even kids that, that I, you know, that I've, I've hung out with, you know, getting shot and killed. And, you know, one, one, one young man, you know, um, when, you know, I, I knew him for years. I took him on a trip to Apple and, you know, for, for a couple of years. And then I hear he got shot. He was I think he was 17 years old, man. He had a baby. And um, 16 or 17 years old, man, and at his funeral, man, I cried. Yeah. I, I went in the bathroom and just wept, you know, and, and I've done that a lot of times, just wept because of the pain, you know, that these, these, these kids are going through. So imagine the family, yeah, mom, dad, brother, sister, best friend, you know what I mean? All these people that are dealing with that. And you know what? That's when we can be, you know, a presence, God's presence for healing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not there to to give them all this, 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 my, what I'm, I'm there to be present yeah. for the Lord as a person, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and to support them, you know, but, uh, it's that, that, that part of the ministry is very difficult. You know, it's, 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 uh, I have to pray, Lord, just help me. Cause I get down, you know what I mean? You get, you get yeah. depressed sometimes. I, and, and showing up in a situation like that, it's just having the right words. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you're here at such a crucial place. Like I was talking about earlier and just to have those right words of wisdom that only God can give you mm-hmm. to speak life as the few words that you have in those moments. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Cause you know, like sometimes like I've walked up to somebody and we caught eyes and I just hugged them Yeah, and they wept Yeah, yeah. or I go and I just, I'm, I'm there and I just, you know, like, I'm sorry. And they weep, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, um. You know, it's it, it can be difficult, you know, and and even personally, you know, I'm like, man, I need prayer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 feeling, you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, like even like these kids think, like, you know, um, you know, I might not make it tomorrow, and yeah. I'm thinking, why are you speaking that? You should be speaking life, you know, because when I hear there's a gunshot in an area, and I'm like, I know people that live right there. Right. I'm like, I try to find out as, as quick as possible who is it. You know, anybody's life, everybody's life is important. Every single yeah. person. You know, I, I pray that, that gang violence and youth violence ends, you know. And, you know, but, you know, especially it's there, it, it, when you know the people, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. You know, when you see them smile and you laugh with them and you spend time with them and then they're, they're not with you anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, that's been one of the, the, hardest, the hardest things about this ministry, you know. And, and you know, it's on call, you know. Um, a few years ago, I came back from, uh, you know, doing a um, a prayer for, like, you know, an invocation for our, our mayors. Um, it was a, a state of the city. 
Yeah. You know, I'm in a suit. I'm up there and I'm giving this prayer and stuff. And I get home and two minutes later, I get a call that a young man got shot. And I had to be there and, and, and be a part of the death notification. They, they, they didn't know if he was alive or not. But he, the news was on behind the family and they weren't saying that he had passed. It was sad. And, and I was getting ready to leave and the officer said, hey, don't leave. They're about to give him the death notification. They're going to need you right now. Heavy. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, you know what? That's why you're there. Yeah. That's why you're there. But there is a lot of good. You know, yeah. you're here. You're, God's using you in these, in these moments. And uh, there needs to be more of these programs as yeah. far as uh, these, these uh, what is it, like these chaplain programs. Yeah. You know, it's interesting is that when I was talking to the sheriff the other day, he was saying that they're always looking for sheriff or not sheriffs. Uh, they're always looking for uh, chaplains. Yeah. So if you have to be, you have to be a pastor. You have to be a pastor to be a chaplain. So if you're a pastor, yeah, or some kind of leader, I would just look into the sheriffs, yeah, and cops. They have they have chaplains. Yeah, they have chaplains. Yeah. So if you're even interested in these kind of things, get online and Google and look this stuff up. Yeah. But they're always juvenile looking, hall huh? jail chaplains. Yeah, they're chaplains. always looking yeah. in in the law enforcement. There's even I think chaplains even with the fire department, yeah, fire department, uh, with the military hospitals. Yeah. Jails. I mean, basically, what you're doing for the listeners. I mean, there's opportunity yeah. all across uh, the United States, and I'm sure they have this all around the world. Yeah. But um, yeah, look into it. We need more of these. You know, yeah. I was even thinking about looking into Orange County where I live. Yeah, see if I can get involved. I, I would love to be uh, part of the first responders um, with with anything that's going on with with the you know the youth. Yeah, that would so be the program that we have, we actually our mayor invited us. Um, uh, our former mayor, uh, our mayor Chuck Reed in San Jose, invited us. He's a believer, and he yeah. invited you know the faith community to to you know to help with with gang violence, right? And so mm-hmm. we 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 made three strategic goals, you know, specifically focused on you know resp- um, you know helping being a part of our our our, our you know uh, gang prevention task force. Yeah. And uh, the first one. Um, you know, that I, that I created, you know, not alone. There's other people that helped me yeah. from the mayor's office and, you know, and, and from the gang task force, but, um, was a crisis response. You know, we, we created, um, this response to homicide, you know, there was, there was, there was no program like that, you know, and, and with faith leaders, you know, in, in our city or our county or anywhere near us and that I know of. And, um, and so we created that program. So this, so our program works specifically with victims, families, and 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 the the at risk communities. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's a it's a it's a part of our city and our our, our task force, and we're there just to love people. Our other the next strategic goal was a, you know, um, um, a volunteer mechanism. You know, we have something in San Jose called Beautiful Day mm-hmm. to get the six thousand volunteers, you know, working in communities, you know, that that are impacted or. You know, they, they yeah. need, need support and schools, you know, they help to restore schools. And then we have um, shared facilities, which is, um, you know, if there's a crisis in the area, churches open their doors Dope. for intervention. The other thing is, you know, um, I, I also, like, like I mentioned to you before the show, that I train, you know, um, I, I have done some training through the Department of Justice. Right. I've worked um, in L.A. with yep. um, some members of the GRID program there, and we did yep. a, we training we had um, there. Um, we did it in um, what's the other cities? We we we, we convene in Baltimore and 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 you know different places, you know. But uh, um, you know we're, we're we're out there and we're sharing information on how you know because you know people forget that the the church 
It's one of the biggest volunteer mech- mechanisms in the world. There are people there that want to help other people, yeah. right? Yeah. There's tons of people. We just got to give them opportunity. Like yeah. you said, there's opportunities, chaplains at every level, right? Yep. There's, 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 you know, you know, cleanup projects. There's so wait, I got a things. question. Yeah. So we have like, I don't know, like four minutes left. How do people find out about what you're talking about to get involved? Maybe they, they're looking into something like this. Yeah. What, do, what website do they go to? Oh, the they, city... The citypeaceproject.org. The, the citypeaceproject.org. Yes. And there you could uh, just shoot an email over shoot to, an email, yeah. Dima, uh, uh, to Danny and even, or someone. Or even that. my direct email. Yeah, what's your, what's your direct Danny email? Danny at tcpp.org. TCP? The City Peace Project. Oh, tcpp.org. Danny. Perfect. And you know, because uh, we the other city was Camden, New Jersey. We did a, we did a training there. That's sketchy over there. Yeah, very yeah. sketchy. Like they drove us through the cities. Yeah. Dude, that's a gnarly city. Yeah, I've heard about that. We we were we were in the area. Um, you know, at a we were at a um, convening, and they one of the um, officers took us out to um, um, what is that? Uh, the Baltimore area. The it's called the Sand Hill, um, Winchester, I believe area. It's where the riots were at. You know. Yeah. Or Freddie Gray, where they believe the you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, when we were walking through there, we had about 30 police officers escorting 15 faith leaders. Dang. And people were yelling out the window, no justice, no peace. And they were saying, the police killed Freddie Gray. It, it, was, it was pretty intense. This was, this was almost a year after the incident had happened. That's the, heavy. It's tragic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, they had a big mural out there. And, you know, it's just, it's, you know. But, the, again, there's a, we went to a church there that's, that's ministering in that community. And yep. it's, it's powerful. You know what I mean? Well, we have a couple minutes left. Um, in one minute, can you give some last words to anyone that's listening right now that might be going through some crazy stuff in their life? What would you say to them right now? If somebody who's going through like crazy Just stuff, like someone that's in a, in a in a place that you know, broken home and involved involved with gangs and violence and stuff, yeah. what would you say to them right now? First of all, I'd say that you know what, your life is precious. You know, you're not alone. There are people out there that care about you, that love you. You know, um, the the enemy wants a lot of people to think that, you know what, like I'm the only one dealing with this. There's a lot of other people dealing with this. So I would say reach out. You know, I would definitely, you know, say find a church or find somebody who's working in your community to talk with. You know, um, you're not alone. There's a, And all over the United States, there's programs for all this stuff, right? And I use the word programs very loosely. There's a lot of people that love to help you know, kids that are, you know, that there's an opportunity to work with and to help be successful. So, you know, um, I just think it's, it's, it's important to know that you're, you're not alone. You know, they, they, you know what, um, you can get through whatever you're going through, you know, I know sometimes it might seem impossible, but you can get through it. So if that's you and you need Jesus, maybe you don't even have a relationship with the God of the universe. He will meet you where you're at tonight. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me and fill me with your Holy Spirit and start to do a supernatural work in my life in Jesus' name. Just say that prayer. Save me. And he will, he'll start doing something. Get plugged into a local church. You can go to CalvaryChapel.com. Find a local church by you. Um, email us at the Whosoever's or Danny at the Peace City Project or we'll, we'll reach out to you. We'll get a hold of you and we can help you get plugged in. I just helped a girl the other day. That was struggling with suicide and stuff. I got her plugged into a teen challenge. Wow. So we're here to help you guys. Danny, 
Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate love it. Love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Talk to you guys next week. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.